Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled, I am Peter, that is Connor and we are going to talk about The Expanse, Season 2, Episode 7, it's called The Seventh Man. I just, I just realised it's Episode 7, that was, that was some nice uh, lining up there, I don't think, I don't know if they intended that or if it was just a happy accident that it worked I, out. I, I'd, I'd assume happy accident, but yeah. it's nice anyway, as, you, as you're saying it, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I just, I didn't, it didn't occur to me until I said the episode number and then the title back to back that uh, yeah. that, that worked out nicely. Next week will be the eight something, uh, but this is uh, going to be full spoilers for the episode as always. So uh, yeah, so this this episode had two main kind of plots. I, I would call the A plot the political stuff with Dawes and Tycho and the Belters, and ultimately the scientist. Uh, that that's sort of the A plot, and then the B plot would be mainly Draper on the Martian. A couple of little other bits, but that's the the two main. They're the main two, yeah. The main two things. So. Uh, so Jared Harris is back. We haven't seen him in a while. It was nice to see him. Uh, yeah, I'd kind of forgotten he was early on. He was quite a big part. He was. He was kind of. It wasn't even towards the end of the last season. It was more the middle of the season. He was kind of there a lot. Uh, yeah. But it it feels natural that he's come back in now and seeing him interact with some of the other main characters who he's not really met before. Uh, no, was, not at all. Was certainly interesting because we obviously there's refugees coming. From uh, the, the 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 ship, the the, the, the ship, the, the the moon from Jupiter that got attacked, Ganymede at the end of the last episode. Yeah. Uh, so all these refugees are coming to Tycho, and uh, everyone's helping out. And so Dodge shows up, and he's given a bit of a speech along with uh, Fred Johnson. And Fred Johnson's they're, they're trying to decide what they should, what their plan of attack should be for the Belters. And Fred Johnson's very much like there's there's. They're having this summit on Earth, they say, right, me, us and Mars are going to have a summit because we need to talk this down because we don't want this attacking Ganymede, who we can tell wasn't either side's fault, but they don't but want neither that starting. neither of them know that, yeah, really. They don't want that starting a war, so they're going to have this summit. And Fred Johnson, let's send a representative of the belt, or the belt and they can speak on our behalf. And he nominates Stars. He's like, you're the leader of the OPA, you should be the one doing yeah, this. Yeah, it's, it's kind of legitimising the OPA because... For most of the first season, at least, they very much seemed almost like a almost a terrorist organization with the way they were treated. Yeah, yeah, kind of, kind of in a weird sort of middle ground between not quite terrorist yet, but sort but of. The, yeah, but this this legitimizes them as a as an actual political faction that needs recognition. Yeah, and he he seems like he's kind of up for it, and then Jared Harris just kills this scene. He kills every scene he's in, to be honest. But he, the way he takes everything he says, and he sort of agrees with it, but then spins it. And yeah. gets the crowd on his side uh, repeatedly. He does it with Fred Johnson, and then when Holden steps in and is like, "I was on Eros. Now this is stupid. We can't try and develop the weapon or the proto molecule uh, for your own good. It's a bad idea." So on. And the way he, again, he kind of agrees. He shakes his hands like, "Yeah, but you're an idealist, and I don't think idealism works out here in the belt. It's a luxury of the the inner planets." He's he's a bomb politician. Yeah, he's he's, but he's so good at it that it's it's. It's mesmerising to watch him work. And you can see the swerve coming in his dialogue. You can see where he's yeah. going to turn it and turn the crowd against the other people talking against him. And it's... But it is, it's, it's very good. But he, he seems very dangerous. Like, I think... Not that he was ever uh, a cuddly bunny in season one, but this episode really made me feel like this guy is dangerous. He's going to cause a lot of people to do a lot of things in the name of this cause. And his intentions might be good, but I don't know if... Yeah, this this polit- political legitimacy actually makes him more dangerous because before his followers took him seriously, but now Earth and Mars have to take him seriously if he's going to be a representative or you know if this is going to be the situation going forward. 
They yeah. have to be serious with him. And, and it leads to some some male tension with Naomi because she she has ties to the OPA. She she's a natural belter and she she clearly is disagreeing with Holden at certain points in the episode and she's kind of conflicted. I, I really like that she called him out on intervening. It's like you you're an Earther. You're you're not helping. Yeah, yeah. It again, it's really murky water. Was like it is like. Okay, I get what you're saying, but at the same time, because I also get Holden said to this, he's like, "Well, honestly, I don't give a shit where I'm from. Like, he doesn't care about these factions. He just doesn't yeah. care," and I can respect that. And then she's like, "No, but you're, you're an Earther. You're, you're seen as another group to these people. You're seen as an outsider trying to tell us mm. what to do." And again, it's this. There's not really a right or wrong from either of them. That you see yeah. both sides of it, and I think that's what makes the political stuff on the show so interesting to watch. It's not just Oh, clearly, villain, clearly. Even though I would argue Dawes is more of an antagonist in the sense that he is clearly breeding ground for more conflict. Yeah, but he's certainly not an out-and-out villain. He's not an out-and-out villain, but I think the debate, the actual debate where there is no right or wrong comes from someone like Holden and Naomi, where she isn't just an extremist like Dawes is, and she is... Yeah. She's bringing up valid points, but she's at the same time she's... And it's funny, because they keep talking about, well, are we sure there's no other proto-molecule around, and then they're like, oh, the scientist did, he's he's sensing it somewhere, it still exists, and Holte just Naomi in the background, is like, um... She's like, I, I know nothing about this. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think. And we find out Drummer is uh, Dozzy's daughter. Hmm. Yeah. Un- unless Papa is just a slang for something else in Velt, but it sounded like father-daughter to me. That That's why I assumed. So, which must be conflicting for her as well, because she's like the second command to to Johnson, so yeah, that's this is this weird thing. So at the end of the episode, when because he, he obviously he goes to Diogo and he, he he talks him into like switching to his side completely, and he, he fishes for information. You can see because he goes to Holden and he's like, oh, you came back with almost nothing, and he goes to Diogo. He's going around trying to fish for information. He wants to, he knows there's something else possibly at play, yeah, and he wants to promote molecule. So he goes to Diogo and Diogo. Uh, what's uh, one little touch I liked about that 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 conversation is, is he gets in his whole anti-Earther things like even our time is measured by their their mm. stats and the way their their Earth their planet moves around the sun like technically you'd only be getting your first birthday because of where we are like on, around Jupiter yeah. and I was like oh, really I like that uh, but yeah so he he tells them everything because he because Diogo knows they brought back a scientist and all the rest of it he's there on that mission and. It ends with uh, Dawes taking the scientist for his own his own gain with Diogo helping, and we, that's the only time we get like a proper action scene in the episode. Actually, is at the end when they realise what's going down. Uh, Naomi and Alex, who are the only ones in the ship at the time, give chase to the ship to try and keep a hold of them, and they think. They I get really him. like that. That Holden's like, no, look, this has got to be gone. It doesn't matter. I'm not on the ship. It doesn't matter. Mm. Amos isn't there. Just go. Yeah, because part of me was thinking, what are they going to get separated for like episodes now? If they're going to like keep chase with the ship? Yeah, but... I considered that as well. Oh, obviously that's not the case because they they, they they think they get them, but it turns out Diogo was on another ship as a decoy, and the actual yeah. ship with the scientists and Dawes is long gone. So, uh, and it makes you wonder: Did Trummer help them escape? That Could... that's what you, it's in your mind, isn't it? Yeah. So we'll see where her allegiance lies. I think going forward. Uh, and again, one of the things I loved about Naomi's stuff is that when they, they dock with the ship that they've caught and they think it's Dawes and they think it's everyone else and Alex is like, here's a gun, right? We need to force our way in. We need to take, take command of the situation. His Martian background showing. Yeah, and 
And Naomi looks like she's second guessing every single thing he's saying to her. Like, oh, do, do I point guns at them? Kind of on their side. <laughs> like, yeah. All, all, it's, uh, all, all well done. All, all the character motivations are all been seeded well enough that everything, every look that they give each other in a scene like that says You something. really understand it, though, don't yeah. you? It's not just. You, you, a lot of time, oh, it'll say something, but you're not quite sure. But in this, because you know every character's motivations, you know their backstories, you know exactly what point of view they're coming from, everything makes sense. And when we don't know what one of their motivations is, they feel like a genuine whale card. They feel like, oh, they're. Yeah. You know, they are the, what, the what is the purpose of this? Yeah, yeah. and yeah. it makes it enticing rather than oh, I don't understand why anyone's doing anything. It's just now there's one that you don't understand, and they're the wild card. Yeah, uh, because every team needs a wild card. Aye, always sunny reference for anyone who doesn't Aye. get that. I just, I was just thinking, how, can they cut the brakes of a spaceship? <laughs> yeah, Actually, can... that was something that really threw me off when you know when they shot the the engines of the ship. Mm-hmm. It just kind of stopped dead. Like, or it, it, the way it showed it seemed to stop dead, but would it not still have propulsion? Uh, I, I mean, have that, to go back. That's I, Newton's laws of physics, right? So oh, yeah, yeah, it would yeah, no, stop it. I, I get what you're saying. It would keep going, but I'm wondering if I'd have to watch the scene again to see if there's any sort of like little tells. But I'm wondering if the, what they shoot it with is designed to. It could be. It, it's just it, it was. It looked weird. It maybe just the way that it shot it as yeah. well. I think you you could technically cut the brakes on a a ship, but it, it, rather than cutting the brakes, you'd basically just be disabling all the thrusters in the opposite direction. Yeah. So you'd, you'd shoot all them, and the the other ones wouldn't go, and that would stop you. Well, actually, it would make you move back. To stop dead, you'd have to kind of really. Be really hard, wouldn't it? Physics. I'm not. I'm not even going to. <laughs> I I got told off in the comments last week for misjudging how long it took to get to the moon. I'm not going to get into. This. Yeah, <laughs> this may be just something the way it's shot with the momentum, you know, the the parachute effect when you film that. It could have been something just like that. It was just the way it appeared. It kind of seemed uh, yeah, to stop yeah. dead. I was like, for, for anyone who doesn't get oh. that, what you just said, uh, the, the parachute thing. Every time in a movie when you see someone in a parachute and it looks like when the parachute opens up, they go up. That actually doesn't happen. The reason why it always looks like that is because the person holding the camera who's also in a parachute is still going down. <laughs> So yeah, just, they're still in free fall. Yeah, so it looks like the person in the parachute that's just open that goes up, but they actually don't. They, they've just stopped moving as fast, and the other person holding the camera is going quicker. Yeah. Uh, I'm wondering it. if it was just something like that, though, in the way it looked. Yeah, uh, maybe. So that, that gives us the cliffhanger of the episode, then. It's, Dawes has got the scientist. They're on the hunt for the protomolecule. And you'd think that Naomi's going to have to bring up to everyone, oh, by the way, guys, I might not have destroyed that sample. It's got to come up sooner rather than later, surely. Yeah, it has to. And the conflict that's going to cause between Holden and her is going to be <laughs> probably brutal. Pro- probably the, 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 the relationship is probably going to deteriorate as a result of this lie. <laughs> yeah, because obviously you have that moment where they wake up, where he wakes up when they're, they've been in bed together, as we've seen. And I feel like now we get into that stuff with the pro molecule coming back up and she's been lying to him. That's where it's going to have some impact. Yeah, and I want to point out Alex is still an MVP. He's still him, him teaching the kids magic when he's got all the refugees are coming in. Glorious. Amos, of course, uh, had an end. Just it was all in like two scenes, but he had. A, he's just funny enough. He's just missing at the end of the episode. So he could be anywhere because they don't know where he is. Maybe he's gone off with the scientist. He might have because he was getting all buddy with him earlier because he had this weird moment and with the refugees where he was someone tried to take a second of whatever he was handing out and he's like, no, I just want it a time and he. He knocked down the mother by accident, and then the kid came in and was like, Ugh, stay with my mom. And it gave him, he, he sort of, I guess, realized his own sociopathic tens- tendencies in that moment. Yeah. 
uh, and maybe it, like, it gave him a little shock. He's like, oh, wait, why does this kid fear me? That kind of thing. Yeah. And he, he goes to the scientist and he, he starts inquiring about, well, so you've basically given up all your emotions and you're just kind of this... I don't, I don't know what you call call what husk. husk, yeah. You you just this. Your mind's clear. It's like, do you regret it? Did it become permanent? Blah blah blah. And he's explaining it. And the scientist actually says, uh, "I can do it to you, or it's not a painful process." If you were wondering, and he immediately gets defensive. Oh, that's not what I'm asking. He's like, "Well, yeah, it is. Why are you here? Why are you talking to him?" He's like, yeah. you're, "You're clearly interested in doing this to yourself, so that yeah. you." And maybe that is the way they'll go with it. Admittedly, if they do go this route and he does sort of mind his or wipe his mind of emotions and whatever, I will miss his sociopath uh, tendencies. I will as well, but I think it would be equally enjoyable because that's that's assuming his sociopathic tendencies would go away because a lot of his tendencies seem to be from just misunderstanding the scenario. Mm. Like he just doesn't understand. So. Be him not being able to empathise in a more physical sense with this procedure would that necessarily negate some of these tendencies? No, but maybe it would remove moments like the one we just saw, where he does have like a oh crap. It, it would definitely remove his realisation of such moments. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, it's interesting because uh, the the scientist when he's talking to him is like you're wanting things back. You're you're talking about reminiscing of how you used to feel about your parents and things like that, and he's like. No, no, the, 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 the reason why the protomolecule is such a beautiful organism is that it always moves forward. It doesn't dwell on its past mistakes. It always just corrects them and moves on. And mm. that's what he implies that he should do in it. So I, I don't know where that's going, but it's uh, certainly an interesting new thread that they, they bring up. Definitely. So we'll see where Amos pops up. So yeah, the other main thing in the episode was Draper, mm. who's been recovered from the, the wreck of Ganymede. She's on a new Martian ship, new commanders here, and he's trying to get information out of her. And they keep repeating... I mean, it's not always interrogation. The first time, it's just uh, at the bedside uh, while, while she's mending. Yeah, just, just what happened. Yeah, and then, again, it's like a proper interrogation where he takes that, that sort of little pill thing that makes them all focused. And then, again, this uh, higher-up uh, kind of... Uh, I, I don't know if you call him uh, like a priest-type officer. Yeah, the, the chaplain. Yeah. But he comes in and he tries to talk to her, and then, and then she then finally does come out with some stuff, uh, and then it, but it keeps repeating. It keeps repeating the idea that she is either not maybe not knowingly withholding information, but she's not quick because early on in the actual interrogation when she's like the UN fired first, I was like, oh man, she's like her bias is really coming into play here because we know there was something else there and she's not mentioning it. But then over the episode, she does remember. It becomes and, clear that she was just not quite remembering yeah. it right and she's like yeah they did fire first but they weren't firing at us they were mm. firing at something chasing them the seventh man because there were six of them that's where the title comes from there was a seventh person behind them and yeah. she doesn't mention the glowing blue eyes but she does mention it wasn't wearing a vac suit so so we're at this but the, obviously the most interesting part of this whole thing at the end though is that our, the commander of the ship comes in and is like so right I heard what happened so there's going to be a summit at the UN and they want a first-hand account of your testimony. They want you to go and tell them the story. You fired first. Mm-hmm. And she's like, that's not what happened. I don't care. You fired first. And so basically, and you get the sense that this is kind of similar to what our old commander was like, where they're, they're trying to avoid war at all costs, and they think by admitting they fired first, it will defuse things. Like and then apologise. Yeah. Just admit it, 
apologise, even though it wasn't what happened. They're trying to defuse, like, because war is dangerous. Because even, even at the start, we only see a Vassarella once in the episode at the start with uh, uh, Erin Wright and the, the, yeah. the head of the, the council. And the, the, she's like, yeah, like, 30 years ago, the, 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 the blockade was the closest we ever came. It was the closest we ever came to all at war between Earth and Mars. And the reason why it stopped is because we decided to talk instead of fight. Mm. And this was this is an effort. So you get the sense that even though, like they are always kind of like, oh, we hit Earth and we hit Mars, like they're they're both terrified of a war because it will absolutely cripple both of them if it ever happens. I agree, and this is why I like the OPA becoming a, a legitimate political faction because they can now come in and they have there's a three way agenda now. Yeah, like, because they from their point of view, war might be good. They might come out on top, but if a mm. war erupts between the other two. Yeah, but they also mentioned that Ganymede be because Ganymede was a farming. Uh, it was, yeah. And they mentioned that some of the belt will be like hungry now, like uh, that, yeah, that's yeah. ruined their food supply for however long. And so you can, so even though like oh, war might be good, but uh, okay, will, will I think a, war would be bad in general, but some of them may see it as an opportunity. Oh yeah, uh, but what I'm saying is that it wouldn't just be. It would affect them badly for a long time before. Oh, it, sure. Like there, there would be losses on their side just from that. Like the idea that. Yeah, it would force them to restructure themselves to become more independent from Earth and Mars, and because they rely and function on for themselves. Yeah, because they, they rely on Earth and Mars for a lot of their supplies. They do. Like. But I imagine that this situation would force them to re reevaluate and restructure everything. Yeah, but what I really loved about that scene with Draper. And Draper throughout, I think, became a lot more interested in this episode because she was like, trying to remember and she was kind of doubting herself. But the most interesting I ever got of being in Draper is at the end, that this scene when the, the superior, the commander's telling him, no, you're going to lie and you're going to say this. And he starts like talking after he's like gave her that order. And he's like, is this the part where you're telling me a story that justifies that bullshit order? <laughs> and I'm like, I have never had more respect for you, Draper, than I have right now. Now, like, this is... Uh, gone. Uh, I was gonna say because as much as I get where he's coming from, and I and as much as I do think she has like this strict like bias where she hates Earth and she's a Martian and she's proud and mm. to a fault even, I like that she is she's true to herself enough that when a superior officer gives her tells her to lie against what she believes is right, she will call him out on that bullshit. She will, but this is where it gets interesting going forward. Will she still follow the order like a good Martian? I, 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 I don't like think she will. Is? I, I think. Uh, yeah, do I, I think it's going either. to happen? I think we're going to get to the summit. She's going to start telling the story the way they want it, and then and she'll go, "Nah, this is bullshit." Yeah, she's going to she's going to lose her temper in the middle and say, "No, you want the truth? You can't handle the truth." And she's going to, <laughs> yeah, that, that's like, that's what I see coming as well. But that's that'll be very interesting because then she will have to be disciplined because she would have direct uh, disobeyed a direct order. I I can see, I, yeah I can see like the Martians even like no you're an enemy of us now like in, yeah did, did they court martial I imagine I mean so. we, I, we I don't know enough about the the Martian military whatever the equivalent structure. is whatever the equivalent yeah. of the, their court martial would be they would they imagine they would do uh, or they would try to and it, what makes me think might happen is she might somehow some way end up with Holden and the crew that's what I'm thinking as well somewhere. I can, I can almost see the kind of direction it's going in now that this is the scenario yeah. we're at. And I, I think th- th- that'll be interesting because the, the way Holden's crew kind of works, and it, again, aligning with his attitude and his uh, beliefs and everything, and how he how he can't stand this, this bullshit, this OPA, Earth, Mars bullshit. He doesn't care about any of it. And 
it's almost like him and his ship with the others. Obviously, Naomi's kind. I got allegiances, and she's that's obviously a, a drama focal point right now. But mm. th- their ship's kind of outside of all these factions. They're just this one lone wolf, essentially, trying to save everyone. <laughs> yeah, I really like how they're a mishmash of backgrounds because obviously Naomi's got the OPA. Alex was Martian, and Holden, you know, for, from from Earth, what yeah. seems to be a very fairly wealthy family on Earth at that. And so you have all these different backgrounds, but none of them feel particularly strongly enough to the extent that the other that some of the political figures do. You've got an Earther, a Martian, an OPA, and a wild card. <laughs> Sounds like the start of a bad joke, doesn't it? <laughs> You're a wild card. Uh, so, so I, I can almost see them crossing paths uh, down the line, and she can fight. And she'll, I, I think, if she does have to like turn her back on the Martian military and she does end up with Holden or wherever she ends up, if, if it goes through like we think it's going to go through and she's going to be dishonorably discharged or maybe just try to be shot, whatever they do, I can see that being a big conflict for her and her story going forward will be, I believed in this so much and then it was kind of taken away from me. And and it was exactly like, because she has to be true to herself but she has dedicated so much of her life to, to this military. Yeah. So then it becomes about her realising what her new cause is. What does she believe in now? I and feel I can, like... I can see str- being lost for a while. Ah, I get that. Oh. Structurally, actually, I feel like she's kind of similar to Miller in the first season. Mm. In the same way that she has this independent journey, but she has to go off and do her own thing. I mean, she, Miller was part of the, the police force. She's part of the military. And then he left, and now maybe she's going to leave. have to leave that. Maybe not by choice, but the, that arc there and have to go off and find her own path but, there but maybe that's why this is interesting maybe this is like this because obviously miller gave us this this window into the bell into series and into the opa that's where we learned about all that stuff was kind of through him and his story yeah so we're learning a lot about the martians through draper exactly she's playing a very similar role in that aspect yeah but yeah so uh, I think that's, that's interesting. I'm, I'm I'm definitely. I mean, she's been fine. Like Draper's been fine when we've seen her before. Uh, it helped that she was a uh, like she's she's clearly a badass. So it's like, yeah. oh, this is cool. Whenever she's on. Yeah, but it was clearly just some small seeds until we got to this. This is this is clearly the, the real start of her story. Yes. Because uh, this was clearly the, the most screen time she's had in an episode. I think maybe the first oh. one had some more, but th- this was. Since oh, I then, feel like this was still more even. Probably. I'd have to go back and watch it to. It feels it. like it was more, but yeah. like you say, it might not be. Because they had a lot of introductory scenes in that first episode, so it, it might, if you actually measure it in minutes with math, it might. It, it might. But this was definitely the the biggest time she had a focus in the episode, though. Hmm. Even if that had more screen time, this was she was al- almost on par with the a plot in terms oh, yeah. of yeah. how how the episode was structured. So, so we know we're in this this place now where we have. Does possibly en route to find the proto molecule. Yes. And we have Nomi in this weird place, we have Earth and Mars at the brink, and we think Draper's gonna maybe throw a wrench in the, the let's just keep the peace. Which and if I thought you would almost think that maybe it would keep the peace to say no, there was a third thing in there. It wasn't either of us, there was something else. But but no one would believe it. That's the problem, yeah, isn't no, it? No one would believe it. Or but that's, this is the thing though, like I think some higher ups might believe it now because they've heard from Holden, mm. they've heard about the protomolecule. 
it's possible. I can see why the, the Martians want her to keep it quiet because they oh, go, yeah. no, we'll just take responsibility and we'll apologise and we'll work through it that way. Well, because yeah, the Martians don't actually know about all this. No, exactly. The Martians are actually the most in the blind as far as like, the protocol. Yeah, they, they just goes. they just don't want to blame Earth. Don't blame them because then then they'll say, no, it wasn't us. And it'll just go back and forth and that'll really increase tensions. Yeah. But no, there mm. we go. That's... Uh... Episode 7 of The Expanse Season 2. Let us know what you thought of this one in the comments below. Like and subscribe and all that stuff. It helps us out a lot. Get us on Twitter at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates. Get uh, individual Twitters on the screen there for our general everyday ramblies. Thank you very much for watching and we will see you next time.